finished Bromley the lead. What a season he's had. Carl Piagiani. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Entire Notebook here every single week to mark your card for the weekend across the EFL. Set piece threats, rampaging wingbacks, forward thinking, holding midfielders. Regular listeners, welcome back. New listeners, great to have you on board. Joining me, as always, to reflect on last week's action and look ahead to this week's card is John Bywater. Good evening, John. Good evening, Kevin. A um, interesting weekend last weekend. The reduced slate in the EFL did us no favours. What have I got on my list? Uh, Rob Apter. Is a little millisecond where I was scrolling mm. through Twitter and he said, Apter, but then he crossed for the goal anyway, the good lift OG against uh, against Sutton. And there was, if, there, if someone had showed me a picture of Rob Apter celebrating at the corner flag, I might have got even more excited, but he was doing the, the own goal, was doing a lot of the heavy lifting there. No chance that was going to get given as not an OG. And the only other thing, yeah, Sam Stubbs, who was, um, that, well, that was our decent game on, Saturday lunchtime, wasn't it? Notts County, Bradford. Um, yeah, Matty yeah. Platt looked a lot more threatening, I thought, when he came on and then he duly scored midweek, didn't he, against Barnsley. Um, big price to go mm. in again against a porous Accrington this weekend, 22-1. to 1. John, what did you see? Um, I can't remember, Gav. It was a long time ago. How's that? How's that for honesty? <laughs> <laughs> we all enjoyed the Luke Williams uh, interview on. I don't know whether you saw oh. that. Don't know, don't know oh no, no, I, don't I didn't catch. No, has any anyone tweeted about that? You darling of social um, media. I did. I maybe it was the boomer in me. I just get it. It was a little bit disparaging against almost people that decided that they just wanted to put the ball in the box. I get his point. 100% and um, it's all about yes. you know, getting defences out of shape and as long as the centre-half stay up that's all I really want to see but it, it sounded it sounded a bit like um, it was cocky you know, let's be honest yeah look at all cocky. these cavemen hitting it into the box yeah. from a from a from a corner and it, I immediately thought that you know Mansfield Bailey Cargill and um, Aidan Flint embarrassed them on in front of their home crowd on TV last month by doing exactly that. So we can't be too magnanimous about the Barry style of play. No. But everyone loves him, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a... That Bradford game was a classic Notts County, really. Mm. There was some superb play and a couple of really good goals that were worthy of like a championship level, probably even maybe a touch higher, but... They'll always give you a chance, Gav, as we like to say. They do. They, Bradford weren't far away from making a proper game of it in the second half, weren't they, after, mm. after a terrible start? I um, particularly enjoyed Andy Cook attacking the keeper near the end. That was, uh... <laughs> yeah, that, that header, and he was almost like a stumble, almost like a what can I get away with, just <laughs> go head yes. first into the keeper, That's see what he gets good. away with. Yeah, very good. Lots of work to do for Bradford. And hey, some work to do for, for Notts County as well. Should we have a look at the due index, John? Uh, I think of, I think I think I think we're due to have a look at it. We are. It's a couple of minutes into the podcast. Uh, one that we mentioned last week who didn't play, but I I shall mention him again with some prices. Um, Alex. Gilby, um, what do we say about him? Yeah, so, hey, playing right up in behind Max Dean, right, in this new Mike Williamson, MK Dons era, 
went from one yeah. shot on target in his previous eight to seven in his last three. Um, we were reflecting last week on um, his performance against Newport, not beyond the realms of imagination that he might have had a hat trick. Um, and I haven't updated my notes to see where MK Don's uh, away at Salford this weekend, aren't they? I plucked that from the um, the realms That's of right. my mind just there. Nine to two anytime, 40 to one for two plus for Alex Gilby if you're interested. Uh, I didn't know this player. I'd never heard of him before, John. Male Duranda Givigny. I think I've. Um, it sounds like someone you've just made up but we'll uh, we'll go with it (laughs) sounds like a uh, Christmas perfume Um, (laughs) he's not that he's centre half who plays for Barnsley did did, did nothing until a near post flick to open his account for the Tykes at the beginning of October but since then he's looked pretty supreme in most of the aerial duels in the opposition box four shots in his last four in the league looked a menace at the breakdown climbing over everyone to get his head on things just the type of player that we like um, although a prohibitive 14 to 1 against Lincoln I think we'll be talking a bit more about that game later on won't we John Lincoln against Barnsley this week certainly and yeah I've, I've put in my notes here sorry everyone for mentioning Dan Happy again John it's over two years since his last goal couldn't quite believe it he did hit the post against Oxford though inches away from getting the winner against Burton before that as well six shots in his last five over a goal and a half XG for no return this season oh, he's, he's um I didn't realize until um when I watched the midweek game against Orient how slow he is um oh. not that it matters for this at all but he he got absolutely rinsed by the um, Lincoln. Sorry, versus versus Lincoln. He got absolutely rinsed by I think it's Makama, the attacker mm. they brought on. He just couldn't. He was fine to them, but as soon as they brought on a bit of pace, he he got skinned once and got booked. And then right near the end, he took him out going through on goal. But because it was the end of the game and Lincoln were one up, no one really cared. But even the um, Orient commentators on. The feed I was watching said he should have been sent off. He just seemed to lose his rag completely, old happy. So. Not so happy. Um, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I haven't put him up this week, but continues to find space. There's no denying it. He probably should go in soon enough. Well, like I said, it was two years since his last goal. 16-1 to 1 versus Wigan. Didn't make the cut, but did make the due index. And then the final one I've got, mm. looking at kind of forward players, who have we had? We've had... Alhamadi in League Two for Wimbledon. He like a striker that was leaving plenty on the table in terms of XG and converting them earlier in the season. And he responded from a hat trick. I think I think there's a yeah. big movement behind I've seen lots of um graphs and data around this week um for Hadji Wright for Coventry, who you know, I agree with that. There's you feel like the floodgates are just about to open from his point of view as well. So he could be one to keep on side for the for the two pluses and the hat-tricks. But how about Mark Harris for Oxford in League One? He should get some award in and amongst all of those, really, for what he is leaving on the table. He finally got one in the EFL Trophy last week. But if you ask me a, to pick out a player in all the divisions for which the floodgates feel like they might just be about to open, I think that was his only goal in that EFL Trophy since September He's continues high on the shot count, high on the chance count. He's just like getting in the right places and just not managing to stick one in the net. 
I immediately thought, well, I'd look at the prices. I thought a long shot, but 151, 150 to one for a hat trick against lowly Cheltenham, mm. which is where Oxford turn up this week. It looked a bit out of sync with the rest of the market. Certainly a bigger price than you can get for someone like um, yeah, Hamadi or, or Hadji Wright this weekend. But Mark Harris for Oxford was was one of the front players who's um, took my fancy this weekend. That was a due index for another week, John. Um, should we start off in? Should we start off in League One, which is where I think yeah. you you were watching some games this week and had some opinions. Yes, um, opinions. We've got plenty of them. <laughs> the um, I thought it was interesting. I didn't watch this game. I'm not that sad, but the um, Exeter versus Swindon, whatever it's called, Bristol Street Cup slash JPT, whatever I don't know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares, especially uh, the managers. But this was a – I saw it on Twitter and I thought, this can't be right. And um, so I thought I'd have a little look into it, and it actually was. So uh, it's extra versus Swindon, like I say, and um, the name we haven't mentioned, I don't think, for a very long time, Czech Diabate or Diabete. Ah, yes. shows that. Mm. Um, for some reason, he's played the second half up front, so – uh, straight from the Exeter website, this um, this is like a match report. Taking experimentation in this joke of a competition further than anyone could have expected, Diabate started the second half as a lone striker, following a successful trial period in training. <laughs> what does that mean? How can you have a successful <laughs> trial period? He scored a goal. Uh, Diabati's first real involvement as the front man came 15 minutes into the second half as he shimmied to create space and unleashed a powerful strike that, to the disappointment of the somewhat small and bemused travelling fans, was blocked. Oh, you don't. You, so, you, not, a like there, not a love there yeah. for the word shimmied. You don't hear that very often yes. in modern parts. No, especially, you, especially in relation to Czech Diabate. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, will it ever happen in the league? I don't know, because Exeter are hardly blessed with goals, are they? So it's, it looks to me the sort of move of a manager, Coldwell, who's thinking I'm in under a bit of pressure now and um, I don't know what to do. I now, like the idea of um, a trial yeah. in training. Like you said, it could be, what are they running, like tryouts for like, what, yeah. going to give someone else a go? Here's go a on, defender. Will Ameson up front yeah. or... Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that'd probably make more sense. Someone who actually scored, but it's a yeah. Whether it happened in the league, I don't know. But it's something to work, keep half an eye on. I mean, uh, it almost certainly won't be used against Bolton this weekend. And even if it is, it wouldn't really be that interesting. But mm. I just thought you don't see that as much these days. So whether it was just a a complete disregard for that competition or there is some kind of theory. The, the the thing about training did make me mention it because I thought, well, they've not just done it on a whim. So there we go. Good timing. Good timing. I mention. I'll mention another centre half later on, who's um, who people like to push up front when they're chasing games. Uh, but before we do that, hmm. hey John, not the only game you watched in midweek because I know you were you were couldn't take your eyes off um, Orient Lincoln midweek and I oh. think you've got some reflections on that as well yeah it was so exciting that game um, <laughs> I was just I was interested how Lincoln would sort of differ under the new manager um, another progressive type as we like to say um, 
I can't say I was a little bit disappointed. I mean, it's very early, but Sorensen was very deep and he still looked the best player on the pitch by mile quality wise. Um, he got into the box only a couple of times, but he, he set up the best chance of the game at nil-nil quite late on uh, with a lovely little cutback. Um, he feels very wasted to me using his as a defensive mm. wing back. Or he's kind of, he's playing more of a right back really. Um, he looks like he should really be at least an attacking wing back, as as we all know. Um, though Lincoln, this is they were trying to play it around at the back a bit more, and I don't think that suits that three they've got there. Especially Jackson, the captain, he was he didn't it was sort of hot potato on the ball really, um, kicked it out a few times and. Obviously, that's the edict. And even though he had a really good game, I don't think it suits uh, Jensen, the keeper, either. He made some good saves. Um, but he's not the best with the ball at his feet from what I've seen. So I think they they might get caught out during this sort of transitional period. But allowing for all that, they still looked... The little chances are in the game. that They still look fairly dangerous from set plays. And I'll mention him again a couple of weeks ago. They didn't play, but I'm going to put up one point again on Alex Mitchell at 22 to 1. Um, he had a couple of efforts in this game, and he had another one that very nearly landed to him from a, I think it was a ball back in from a direct free kick from around the halfway line. I can't remember, but it was just, uh, he just looked the most threatening by far to me. Uh, Lincoln face a Barnsley side who've who've given up more than enough from set plays this season. I think they're about sixth on the XG against table from set plays. So I'm going to give Alex Mitchell another go on a weekend that I struggled to find much. So we'll have one point Alex Mitchell at 22 to 1. Love that. Yeah, echo those thoughts, Johnny. Well, it did seem a difficult week to find much. I Thoughts on League One. Wickham, Reading looked a good spot. I thought Wickham were um, a shade of value, actually. Just not, not too much odds on there and um yeah playing well and i think most most opinion makers have got kind of wickham playing the type of football and the data suggesting that they're they're a playoff team this year um so i I did take a closer look at that game i thought jasper pattenden didn't start the last league game but he was back in the um in the efl trophy came for wickham 12 to 1 was a a good price for a player that continues to do well down the right-hand side and cut inside and create chances and another another player leaving plenty on the table. But maybe another player who's been a um, solid within the due index for, for the last month or so, we've just been waiting for the right spot for him and it could be the right spot this weekend for Chris Ferrino-Joseph, 14-1. to 1. Mm. Not too sure. I know Luke Lee, he left in an ambulance. There was a couple that left in an ambulance last week. Not too sure... On the fitness, couldn't find much out about him. But Joe Jacobson got 20, 45 minutes in the trophy midweek. The reason I'm interested in that is because, say, the set-piece delivery is going to be important and they're your two main protagonists for, for, for Wickham. So we might not see that much of a drop-off. You've always got the added advantage for Freenio Joseph who have been pushed forward if Wickham are chasing, which might not be the case this weekend against Reading. Just the one goal in the Carabao Cup for the six foot three, 23-year-old. But numbers very similar to last year where he ended up on four for the season. Almost three goals XG this year. So plenty of juice to add to his tally. He's been plenty busy enough in the last few weeks as well, which we've noted in the due index. Um, yeah, I'm going to pop a point on Chris Ferrino, Joseph for Wickham. Just been waiting for the right opportunity for him. This looks like a good one this weekend where Wickham are nicely priced as well. 14 to 1 
for the chair boys uh league two should we go this year league two next oh Derek adams we should probably stop and talk about Derek adams who was gone for morecambe john which is a shame. yeah sad really we like Derek. um not many managers we actually like it seems <laughs> <laughs> but we like good old Derek. Uh, yeah he's left morecambe for the sbl uh, brackets again um, no doubt I'll be back in about five years. Um, yeah, did a fine job. Uh, seems like pretty mad ownership there. Um, I know there's been a lot of financial issues while he's been there. A uh, very limited budget. Almost performed the miracle to keep him up last year, and I think it would have been. And they've done really well this year. Must have one of the lower budgets in League 2, I would imagine, looking at the squad. So, yeah, it was, that was a bit of a shame. I just dislike him as a character and he's um, he's a good manager. I just wonder, I've seen a few things today. looks like they're going to go with uh, Jed Brannan, who was um, who went there as a coach from Accrington a few months ago mm-hmm. uh, till the end of the season. Um, I think that's why John Coleman was put in as favourite because he's got a... Brannan worked under Coleman for I think about four last four or five seasons at Accrington. Um, so I did wonder whether they were going to do some kind of thing where Coleman would come in and and then Brannan would take over in a couple of seasons. But mm. I don't know. Um, the cheap option, which seems highly likely um, from what we know of Morecambe, would be someone like just giving Brannan a go till the end of the season. So uh, with, with no disrespect to him, I'd be... Uh, Whoever comes in, I'd expect probably quite a big drop-off from Morecambe, I think. Never quite managed to address the set-piece frailties for, you know, whoever's been in charge over the last few seasons and they face Wrexham this weekend. It looks like a horrible spot. Usual suspects are all going to be pretty short. I haven't got the price in front of me, but I'm sure I saw... Boyle and Hayden. What are we guessing? Boyle, uh, toes, uh, Boyle and Toes are five to one or something. I'll have I a was going to say, yeah, 30 to two, something like that, something around that. But I'm sure they're all going to be way too short. Hmm. A player who won't be too short. Um, oh, we're going to talk about Notts County again, aren't we? And um, opposing Notts County in a, in a good spot. Take us away, John. Yeah, you get 10 to 1 Tozer. That doesn't seem too bad without doing any any work into it. A um, bit bigger than it has been. Anyway, yeah, so we're going to go back to uh, more repeats than the BBC this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, wimbledon Knox County game. Gab didn't like that joke, so did it twice in the warm-up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you say a warm-up, it was not really a warm-up, but... We'll go with um, a man I selected earlier in the season for a rare winner for me, and that was Amani Little, uh, 1.8 to 1. He's just been pushed out a little bit tonight. Um, I just think Notts County will always give you a chance, as I said earlier. And again, they're a little bit short of defensive numbers, I think, for this game. Um, I've also got a bit of an inkling that well, I looked before I looked on Twitter and there's a few people that sort of agreed with my internal thoughts, if you like, that Little might be pushed up into more of a 10 role because Boogle's serving the last game of suspension. Um, Josh Davison might have a go there, but he's not really done much this season. Um, so I just wonder whether Jackson might go with Little as like a 10 rather mm. than his usual sort of 6. 
even if he doesn't, I'm quite happy with the price. If he does, then all, all the merrier. Uh, you've also got the continual confusion over the Wimbledon penalties. So Davison missed in the, in the cup, some cup game recently. So I think I'm right in saying Tilly's scored and missed. Alhamdi's missed two. Little's missed one. And Davison's missed one. Um, so I, I doubt Little will get the next one, but there's a small chance he grabs the ball because um, no one's going to be confident. So we'll go with one point win on Armani Little at eight to one. When we reflect on this podcast for this year in May, I think it is the defining factor is going to be Wimbledon penalty takers and whether we <laughs> eventually yes. figure it out. That's, that's definitely, a, yeah, it'll be. Um, I don't know who, who's left. It'll be someone. It'll be a centre back who score. It'll score in May, and that'll be that'll be after they've been through like eight eight other players. I think. Good selection, John. We both um, were tempted to get drawn into a conversation about the Donovan Daniels, weren't we, for Warsaw after oh, a productive yes. yeah. few, few weeks. Looks exceptionally busy, and they've got Forest Green next up. But uh, no real idea why I didn't land on him eventually. 18 to 1 looks more than fair. wonder uh, if he's had a bit of a... Um, sorry, Matt. I think he, he got a... Um, a couple of weeks ago, he got a, his first call-up for a while internationally again. So mm. I did note that. So that might have just perked him up a little bit. Uh, I meant to mention, I've um, added it, the Montserratian uh, transmitters gone mad again. That's it, yeah. That's a good memory. Um, (laughs) In that same game, I didn't put this in the notes, but I've just looked at it before we came on. I thought uh, Joe Riley was interesting again for Walsall. Um, He's as short as fives, which is ridiculous, but there is 11s around, which probably okay. Uh, What put me off is he was taken off injured very early in the last game. Yeah. so I couldn't really see what happened there because I couldn't see an updated report. But he's been sort of quite productive without scoring a goal this season. Just what we like, Gavin. <laughs> uh... He could do without the burden of carrying our money as well. Um, yes. Not. Uh, should we talk a bit about the championship? Which is uh, hey, I found one in the champ. Well, hopefully, I found yeah, one in the championship. A um, couple of thoughts as well. Sunderland. We've spoke about on and off, haven't we? Um, set pieces yeah. definitely looking play against Plymouth this weekend. Dan Ballard had a, a rare couple of blanks heading into the break, but he did have an acrobatic effort for not much joy against uh, Finland for uh, for in Northern Ireland. Is it Ireland or Northern Ireland? Yeah, you better remember. get you better get that right. It's Northern Ireland. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of those. Take your pick. Uh, nine yes. to one though, which was short enough. Um, a new name. Well, let me get this right. Nectario Triantis sounds sounds very uh, <laughs> yes. sounds very um. Is he going uh, to team up with um, going to team up with Duran Duran Javinci or Triantis sounds uh, yeah, like I said, it sounds like mythical and um, almost magical. Who knows? They're yeah, promoted from the under twenty ones. Sounds know. like a fruit as well. Uh, <laughs> Nectario <laughs> Nectarine. <laughs> Nectarine Triantis, that's uh, his new name, uh, promoted from the under-21s after a goal. One to keep an eye on if you were looking for be uh, like just under-the-radar Sunderland set-pieces, which I already feel like I've spoken too much about. Uh, QPR Norwich looks absolutely fascinating, doesn't it? Wow. 
I'd love to be at um, you know, Carrow Road if QPR walk away from there or win. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not, you shouldn't laugh at Norwich fans, should you? But it is very, very funny. Um, it brings together the two worst set piece defending sides in the division. Danny Bath was very busy against an equally poor Cardiff side before the break. But again, 12 to 1 is some old, some old price to take. So where I did land, it, it, continuing to talk about Cardiff, they head to Preston, been quite a month for the notebook and Liam Lindsay. I was very keen, wasn't I, when I put him up against Coventry three weeks ago and looked enough of a threat to keep us interested with no joy. So typical notebook action. He scored seven days later in the 2-1 win of Blackburn, which you do love to see. Rich vein of form for the 28-year-old, who I thought, yeah, just still a big price, 20-1 to at home against a Cardiff side that couldn't clear their lines from corners against that timid Norwich side. Last time out, they conceded two from set pieces that day. I think it brings Lindsay bang into play here. Not always a big fan of backing players to follow up, but he's you know twenty to one is good enough price for someone that scored recently and looking a threat. Should be right at home in front of a raucous Deepdale crowd. So I'm going to add a point on Liam Lindsay twenty to one just to notch for Preston mm. against Cardiff this weekend. John, should we rattle through where we've landed on this week? Um, yeah, you go first. Yeah, grab your pens and paper, everyone, and um, <laughs> preferably an eraser as well if you if you want to forget forget some of these. Um, yeah, we'll go League One. We've got a one-point win, Alex Mitchell, 22-1 to one at Lincoln versus Barnsley. And the only selection in League Two for me is one-point win again, on Armani Little at eight to one for Wimbledon versus Notts County. I love those two. Uh, Chris Ferrino Joseph, a point of fourteens mm. for Wickham as they host Reading, and just mentioned Liam Lindsay twenty to one for Preston as they host Cardiff. And should we just chuck it in there because it would be foolish of us not to? Um, let's you got expend, to. Let's expend a quarter point. On what I still think is overpriced, Mark Harris for Oxford as they head to Cheltenham, one hundred and fifty to one for the hat trick. Um, doesn't not seeing out many of the ninety minutes, but certainly doing enough. Um, should just about signal a starting place on the bench uh, <laughs> this weekend. John, uh, it was a difficult card this weekend. There wasn't much about. Obviously, you've had a week without a bit of action in the Championship and most of League One and League Two. All the right teams are playing the right teams, but not many opportunities from a punting perspective. Is that a fair reflection, John, on the week? Yeah, it's a, um, a little bit of a, a down-key episode, but if we get a couple of winners, it'll be an upbeat episode next week. Thanks, and we can only cross our fingers and hope. John, absolute pleasure, as always. Good to be back in full podcast mode. Whatever you're back in this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, be lucky. Um, Punting God shine in your favour. Good luck, Mark Harris. I can just see it now, John, just grabbing the ball in the 80th minute for a, a hat trick and to notch at 150s, carrying a court point. But um, yeah, that's dream. You're visualising it, aren't you? I'm visualising, manifesting it. Um, I'm, I'm visualising the Alex Mitchell own goal after five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> excited uh john will do exactly the same next week hopefully some winners to reflect on would be nice uh whatever you're back in be lucky uh, and we'll speak to you soon cheers Gav.